Hello and welcome to Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name is Danish. My name is Jeff. And I've saved some lives. Hell yeah. Did I? We I don't have, think I did. Well, not yet, but it's going to because we have been raising money for extra life for uh, children's hospitals in Chicago. Well, I guess everywhere. And um, it was Us, a phenomenal weekend. We specifically uh, targeted, targeted. A that's chi- true. Well, a Chicago, yeah, Lurie's, yeah, Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so last weekend was Extra Life. Uh, me and Matt and a friend and co-host and future guest. Uh, <laughs> I, change, I change it every time because I can never remember it. Dan Wyland and his team. Uh, yeah, we all did this Extra Life thing. It was great. Uh, we raised... Six thousand six hundred sixty dollars. Wow! If I could, Uh, if I could put a sort of an image in your head, um, yeah, really quickly, I want you to imagine that sort of that sort of that scene you see in the military movies, right? Where it's like, where it's like the highly trained military outfit, like they've been working together for like forty five years, yeah, and like they 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 rappel out of the plane, they run into the compound, they take out all the all the guards, the sniper just hits all his marks. They grab whatever they're grabbing and they're out, baby. Like they're just like a well-oiled machine. That was sort of how the the stream went in terms of our proficiency streaming <laughs> games to the masses. Well, I would say that you're describing Dan and Nate and other Matt, uh, the guys who uh, have been doing this for a few years now. Um, and then me and uh, Matt here, we're like... Uh, Chris Farley and Beverly Hills Ninja. We just come in, <laughs> prat falling, just mucking up the works. Uh, no, we had some technical difficulties uh, the first night when we played some Phasmophobia. It was pretty rough, but we had some awesome pistol whip action. We had mm-hmm. some really great stuff the next day. Uh, most, yeah, most of it was smooth sailing after that, but it a little bit of a bumpy ride. I will say though, you can watch a lot of these cool uh, clips on someone should make this Twitch and also D Wyland. D-W-E-I-L-A-N-D on uh, his Twitch channel. I recommend it. Uh, the Mario Kart Live one we did was really fun. Uh, we even did some D&D where I was asleep half the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was really good stuff. Danish, uh, I'm, I'm really curious. What's your D&D character? Well, I tweeted about this. Uh, my D&D character was a human wizard detective. And um, I dressed up for it. So nice. you can see the v- feed for that. And... Uh, Basically, I had a, a white button-down shirt and a black tie and a red leather jacket, and I, de- I decided that that's just my look now. I, it's it's no longer a character that's just going to be me. I've adopted it, and so, yeah. Honestly, uh, Dan- Danish noir for life, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Did did you, um, did you mention the, the final tally on the... Well, the final tally, like I said, for us was 6,660, but the final tally for Extra Life as an organization... Wait, we was, did 666? 6660, we did. Wow, that's me. That's baller. That's pretty awesome. Um, it's awesome. That is metal. That's <laughs> metal. Um, but yeah, I, I think I read somewhere, or Dan texted out uh, to the group that Extra Life as an organization globally, uh, or nationwide, or however they operate, raised over a million dollars. Which is amazing. That's a lot. So, uh, That's really, yeah. really great. Really great, yeah. Um, so yeah, check out the VOD. And it's still not too late to donate either. Uh, and in fact, um, I next uh, this weekend, uh, some friends of mine are going to be streaming. Uh, they had pushed theirs a week just so they can uh, stream the 24 hours with the PlayStation 5, which is smart. 
Oh. Uh, so I'll be I'll be tuning into that, and I'll be donating to that. So um, yeah, it's still going on. It's not too late. I mean, honestly, I don't think it's ever too late, right? They just no, not never. Their, they, yeah, they have I mean, their that's drive. that's the amazing yeah. thing about charity is that um, you know, despite the celebrities only talking about it once a year, you can donate literally any time to almost any organization. Those goddamn celebs. I know. Just jumping on what's hot. Speaking of which, do you see The Rock is giving out Xbox Series Xs to children in hospitals? It's pretty cool. That's awesome. How does he get so many? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He has a bot. He has a bot farm. Oh, The Rock bot. The Rock bot. Um, Yeah. Bot by Rock. Um, So, Matt, you have some exciting news to share. I have a baby. (laughs) So you're officially a father now. and, And now your child... Yeah, is is the child the is, child is the child. Um, you might have seen him on a few shows, mainly only one show. <laughs> um, the name escapes me, but we call it the Baby Yoda Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he is a starring role on that. Although I've been I've been saying he, um, that's a little up in the air. Kelsey says she. Absolutely. Honestly, we don't know what our baby is. No. Uh, but yeah, I have a Baby Yoda, and it's on camera right now. And maybe Danish could take like a like a clip of that or something and put it on the twitter i don't know how this stuff works. i will do that yes yeah i, I mean That's we've been really idea. good the last few weeks about posting a ton to our instagram we talk about these images on the podcast and uh every single one of them definitely without fail 100 percent for real in reality has made it to our instagram so you can probably definitely check out the child there yeah i, I think the the takeaway there is that all of our social medias are chock-a-block full of content that you can <laughs> they're really well run yeah, we are on Absolutely. the ball collectively, hundred <laughs> um, percent. The other yeah, thing, so, it, gonna... it looks great, by the way. Like I'm, I'm joking about the Instagram thing, but I, we're right now. Danish and I can see Matt's child uh, <laughs> figure, and this is the sideshow collectible, the really yeah. nice one. This is the the real, the real deal. It looks. Why did really I buy good. it though? Like really, why did I? Buy That's it has the thing. Real peach fuzz on the on its head that I can see on the webcam right now. It's crazy looking. Oh yeah. So I, I've been going through this. I have it. It's come, my child is coming in the mail. Uh, that, that's how that's how these things work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, but like I actually forgot about it for a while, and then I got a notification that hey, we're going to start shipping it out. And every time I think about it over the year that I've paid for it because I bought it back in January, was uh, every time I remember it, it's a fifty fifty like regret and excitement. Mm-hmm. It's like why did I buy this? I'm very excited for it to arrive. Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I I believe though that in the end the regret will fade. Yeah. And then you'll just be left with the child which is uh amazing. So. Do you do you guys get buyer's remorse uh often cuz I get it on almost anything $500 and up. Like almost Never. guaranteed buyer's you remorse. You said $500 kind of like that's not that much money. Like 49 4.99 is fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking about things that I've gotten in the past like like I mean, I I bought a car when I, I moved clarify, out of Chicago. That, $500 is a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Um but even on my first tattoo, which I think only set me back 2 or 300, um like had buyer's remorse on that. It's just like I just spent that much money on something that's on the back of my arm that I can't even look at. Um, <laughs> well, tattoos is a whole different topic, but in terms of buyer's remorse, my answer is no, because I uh, <laughs> I bottle up all that remorse and anxiety, and I 
mainline it before I make the purchase. <laughs> okay. And so, so you have uh, a so breakdown I, pre-purchase. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It was, exactly. And once I've purchased it, I, I'm usually fine. Yeah, okay. I think I don't think I have a whole lot of buyer's remorse usually. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, typic- typically no, just because... I don't know. I, I I make a pretty strong effort to like donate to stuff. And I like my brain says that offsets it. But like yeah. um, also, like, I think the only thing I really have buyers remorse about is like computer hardware. And mm-hmm. the reason why I say that is because like like with with the 30 series cards, I just got my mm-hmm. card and we all did. And the, the excitement of getting this new piece of computer hardware is palpable inside of me. Mm-hmm. And when I get it and I install it and I start up the thing, it's just like, well, I'm just kind of playing the same thing except the frame rate's <laughs> yeah. higher like right, right. most of the time. Yeah. Right? So like that's the only time I feel it, but also like that is also sort of an investment. I don't know. I'm this is sort this is me arguing against myself right now. In no, no, absolutely. It's it's, it's interesting because computer parts there there are two things that I've never had buyer's remorse for. Uh computer parts and books. Like those two things in my mind are like absolutely fair game. And I could waste all my money on those two things because there's some sort of inherent value in those, those two categories for me. Whereas everything else like instantly remorse, like I'm going to, I'm going to try my damnedest this next weekend to get a PS five. And when it comes, I will, I will, I know I will feel I shouldn't have gotten this, but I'm going to (laughs) enjoy the fuck out of it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Speaking I, of books, I, this this is kind of a weird topic. Uh, we don't have to get into it. When I was a kid, uh, you know, obviously my parents would be very cognizant of what I would consume in terms of movies and television and stuff. Uh, you know, wouldn't watch. I mean, I would watch tons of violent movies, but not under their supervision. Um, I saw like Terminator when I was like ten, and like Alien and Predator and shit. How old were you anyway, when you saw RoboCop for the first time? Just out of curiosity. Oh, it was around that age. Yeah, oh, around, Jesus. around ten. That would have scarred uh, me. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's just funny though that like they're so protective about that stuff, but because books are books, I could read any book. So I was reading like Stephen King when I was like ten. Oh, I know exactly. And, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And like it was like carte blanche. Like you can read whatever you want. Like doesn't matter if there's like sex in it or what. It doesn't matter because they're books. Books are educational. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. they have this this like switch in there. Like I, by they I mean old people that yeah. like because it's written down it's just like good for you <laughs> yeah, exactly I yeah i don't get that it's yeah. funny how that flips with their pictures like a comic book is like the opposite like this is rotten your brain oh yeah yeah, yeah. just because yeah. it has pictures same no, story pictures, no pictures totally fine yeah yeah pictures rot your brain that's that's understood <laughs> that's true um uh, speaking of uh of of pictures? none of these things like i pictures. feel like you had nothing in like look video games are pictures at 60 now 120 frames a second so many yeah. pictures that's how bad it is for you tell, tell us about these these 120 fps pictures you've been you've been playing because because matt you mentioned as we were starting that you partook in a uh, a limited time event oh yeah this is nothing um Des- <laughs> destiny's season just ended and they're always they're, they've been trying to do this new thing i i mentioned i talked about the last one too um, they were trying and the to last one was the, the, the ship blew thing. up in the sky yeah. and it took like two over hours. four hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, so yeah, as a, as a, to build some context here, like I remember at that time you said like the, the concept is cool. Like it's, it's, great. A, it's a gir- it's a it's a good first try. Uh, they had, they needed to tighten it up. They needed to just iron things out, but it, you know, a for effort. So this being the second one, how did you feel they did? The reason why I wanted to talk about this one in the first place is because it, it, it did. It did some strange 
things in my mind um where okay so the first like i only found out they were doing an event at all um like this morning a friend texted me and was like oh there's a destiny event tonight and i was like i didn't know that they didn't say and they yeah, there's been no coverage yeah they mentioned wow. it like on twitter right uh mm. and uh it was this really kind of like vague tweet and they're just like just sign on there's a there's a patch going out at this time and then you have this window to sign on and see the event and I was like, all right, that's cool. I'm definitely going to be there. Like, the new DLC is dropping tomorrow. So this is sort of mm. like their send-off. Um, and uh, I guess today, when the when the yeah. podcast... Oh, Danish, I just locked you into doing that. <laughs> um, but uh, so anyway, uh, I I log into Destiny, and there's a huge queue, this massive queue. Uh, it was like, it was like I want to say 10,000 people, which doesn't sound that massive, but, like, the number kept going up while I was waiting, like, mm. more than it went down. Mm. Um, Plus, that's a queue. Like, there are more people in the game already. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, the other thing I should mention is that they, they specifically said on Twitter, this is just a small event. We just want to get you guys in there, like, with your friends to have, like, one little, like, send-off thing um, before, the, before the servers go down until tomorrow. Um, it's like, okay, like, they're setting expectations. It's that's a good way. Yeah, that's a good way of yeah. framing it. Uh, so I log in and there's like a new mission in like the social area. I was like, oh shit, like a whole new mission. Cause before the event took place in the social space. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. but in this case there was a new mission there. So you load into like a whole new area and it's called like explore the city to, uh, investigate a disturbance. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like you don't really, you've never really walked around the city that much in destiny. Um, it'll be cool to like wander around there. And it was like partially this area that you went to before. And then like. I think like new like new space that I've never seen before. And so immediately I was like, "Oh man, they were like they were sort of lying about like the setting up expectations. Like this is mm. a big deal. It's a whole new space. Like there's stuff popping off. Um I'm in this mission like running through the city. There's no like monsters or anything. You're not fighting. You're just like kind of traveling through the city and seeing stuff. And like there's voiceover which was better than the last one. Like there's there's a whole story unfolding. So I get to like the end of this mission and all of a sudden other players are there and it's like sort of this new social space where there's like a dozen other players hanging out in the space and you're looking at the traveler which is the big destiny MacGuffin, mm-hmm. um and it looks like it's gonna like blow up or something and then so once you're there then it's like okay now the waiting game is starting again where mm. something's gonna happen uh it kind of looks like little things are happening on the traveler but you're not really sure but fortunately they timed it out so that waiting time was like 15 minutes compared to the two Mm. hours that it was last time Mm -hmm. um but all that being said i was like my expectations were like really high now because they were like oh (laughs) keep your expectations low and then there's this new mission and i was like oh shit that's cool new mission uh things are happening like everything's way better um so we're waiting for like the clock to run out and um all of a sudden there's more voiceover they're like oh something's coming like one of the main characters goes there's something coming i can feel it and somebody else is like oh there's like all these disturbances that i feel and things are like ramping up and it just cuts out. The game cuts out. It boots everybody from the servers, and the servers what? shut down. Literally nothing happened. Whoa. Weird. Literally nothing happened. It's like the Fortnite black hole, except... I guess kind of. Uh, like, well, I, I, when I say nothing happened, like, they did show a cutscene after mm-hmm. that, which was... Uh, an image of you know when in destiny when you want to go to a new planet you bring up your planetary map and you click on a planet you go to mm-hmm. the video was that map with darkness coming in from the left side okay. <laughs> and, and it was so it was like 15 seconds tops and then and then that that actually cut you out and booted you back to the title screen and the servers were shut down so 
kind of, it was this weird roller coaster of emotions <laughs> that I experienced where I was like, ah, it's going to be nothing. Oh, this is awesome. And then just like a brick wall of nothing happening. Um, so, you know, I mean, they could have paid it off better, but you know, yeah, didn't, didn't have to happen at all either, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's cool. Nice um, little bonus. So, uh, one last thing before we get to our pitches, uh, new consoles are coming out in days tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Today. Well, yeah, Xbox, Xbox is coming out today, locking me <laughs> when, into the when, editing. When the episode releases, <laughs> yeah. the, either today uh, Xbox or, will be in the wild. Today yeah, or either, yesterday. Or it was in the past. Yeah, yeah. Today, yesterday, uh, or infinitely before, depending on how long right. it takes. To yeah, they're going to um, dig this up in the, uh, the future at the end of AI, where it's just robots in ice. That's right. <laughs> Dan's just corpse over a computer. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you... Okay, question. Uh, I, I can't remember, and for our listeners... Which consoles have you pre-ordered and what is your sort of plan for the weekend or new consoles or like, what are you going to play? Like any, anything you want to talk about? Jeff, what do you got? I got a big yeah, story. I, I mean, I have, I have a plan. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I've done a lot of prep work. Like I've, I've done my best to cover my bases. So uh, right now I have, uh, I have the controller I unboxed. You can watch me unbox it oh, on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> what it a is, good video. We, we Jeff, should talk about I'm yeah, we so should talk about this real quick. No, I don't think we should. We should say go watch Jeff's okay. video. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's funny. Uh it's a good yeah. little deconstruction of an unboxing video, I think. I, I tried yeah. really hard and and you know, I, I'd spend an evening on it. So yeah, I hope people enjoy it. But anyway, so I have that. Uh which you, you should go check out. Someone should make this YouTube channel, chock a block yep. full. Uh <laughs> and then um I also have the the charge stand coming. Um because I like to rotate my controllers, so this is just gonna make it so much easier. Um, like tires. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's like, like rotating your tires. Slightly uh, more frequently. When the PlayStation Store updated, um, both online and my phone, which, by the way, really like the new interface, at least on the app. I understand that there are some functional uh, steps backward that they took with it, but overall, I, I like the new aesthetic. Anyway. Give me the hardware, Jeff. I pre-ordered um, Spider-Man and Demon Souls. Uh because I knew I was going to get those digitally. So I just went ahead and pre-ordered that. So that'll be ready to load when I get it. Um, I don't want to divulge my methods, but I have two or three pretty solid avenues of securing a console by the end of the week. Um, Are you going to kill somebody for their console? <laughs> I have, well, this is Texas. And so I've bought a large number of firearms. Uh, no, it, you have to, I, to move there. Yeah, they well, they give you one when you cross the border the first time, oh, nice. um, which I wasn't expecting. It actually kind of freaked me out a little bit, but it was fun driving with a 357 Magnum from Oklahoma down to Austin in my lap. Yeah, but that's your default, and everyone makes right. Fun everyone of, gets one of those, and it's less impressive default. than it sounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, plus, as a revolver, you gotta you know you either fan the hammer or you take one shot at a time. Anyway, that's not important. Um, well, I have, you have, I have no idea. It's worth it. Right it was so, that that bit was so <laughs> worth it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I have I have a few avenues that I think are going to be good. I've been following articles. I've been following press releases, and I, I think I have a, a good shot, um, given where I live and, and the stores around me, to to get one in the first week. My hope is to get one in the first week. Right, but what are you going to do? Like, so is Miles Morales like you're kind of? Oh yeah, Spider Man's the first game I'm playing, yeah, and then cool. uh, once I get into that a little bit. Um, I'll switch over to Demon Souls. I, I love that they have that new character creator that looks like actual human beings this time. Yeah. I'll what are you no offense to FromSoft, but come on. Full offense <laughs> to FromSoft. There's a reason why they're on Monster Factory every time I put it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So I was not going to get an Xbox at all because we've mentioned it before. If you're yeah. getting a, a new graphics card yeah, for a PC, exactly. it's it's there's no reason. Um, however, um, when when uh, the Game Pass started acquiring like EA games and like mm-hmm. I don't know, like uh, I don't, they have tons of games on there. It was now. Bethesda, wasn't it? The, the Bethesda really was the first one, and now, but I, yeah. I think EA Play is gonna is getting rolled. Yep. Into oh, that's it. right. It's, in, it's, in a couple it's, weeks. Yeah. Yep. So basically, it was like, oh, hey, Kelsey, literally everything you love is going to be yeah. <laughs> on Xbox. So she bought one. And mm-hmm. uh, so, again, I didn't actually buy one. However, she was going to get the little one, the Series S. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, here's the thing. I'm good at buying stuff on the internet. <laughs> this is true. I've I seen did. it in action. <laughs> yeah, I, I, got a play- I, I got a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation 5 pre-ordered on the day. Day one. They were- Yes, and my internet was out. I did it on my cell phone. <laughs> um, and uh, so I'm like, I'm pretty good at this stuff. Just give me the money and I'll buy it for you because me and Kelsey, we keep our, yeah. our funds separate. And I think that's a good way to go. Everybody should consider that. Um, but what I did then, I was like, I don't want this fucking series. Ass no. House. I'm going to kick $200 no. into this Hell thing yeah. we're getting to next. Um, yeah. So that's how we did that. And you just then, bought a 4K TV. You would be it would be ludicrous to not it'd be, it'd be get no, 4K gaming. The, yeah. the S Thanks is GameStop, by the way, for the TV. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can go back. I don't, what what episode was that where we talked about the? Uh, I think it's best to start at episode minute. one and uh, just listen to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of pretty far throughout. Back. It's pretty far back. Um, it's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sounds like I bought a lot of stuff, but it's because I struck it rich on the stock market. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. None of that matters. Uh, yeah. So we, we got an X coming, and then. Uh, I, like I said, I did manage to score a PS... PS5 is what I really wanted. Like, that, mm-hmm. I wasn't not going to get a PS5. Yeah. Um, and only because, like, like I love new hardware. And, you know, like, it's going to... There's going to be good stuff. Like, I'm not particularly excited about anything that's coming out on day one. I think Demon's Souls will be rad. And I think Miles Morales will be rad. Those are... that. Those are my planned game sessions. Astrobot, baby. Astrobot, Astrobot, I want that I'm, controller shit. Boy, I'm excited yeah, about that, but I've I've heard it's really more of like kind of a, an introduction yeah, like, to the console than yeah, a obviously. Full I game. love that stuff. I I love yeah. like I, back when uh, uh, tech demos came with graphics cards. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. just stare at tech demos. There was this one where there was like a, a werewolf walking down the street, and it looked amazing because he had hair. <laughs> Um, then he was just, <laughs> I love that just shit. just the one on top of his head. <laughs> he had a hair. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm into that, but on like realistically, I'm gonna be on my PC playing Destiny because Destiny comes out tomorrow, and I gotta yeah, yeah. get ready for that raid. Um, I'm I'm excited about Sackboy's Big Adventure as well. Um, I'm I'm hoping that Minnie and I will play through that uh, since it looks like it's got some pretty solid platforming. Yeah. Uh, very cool. How about, yeah. How about you, Danish? What's your thing? Yes. Yeah. Same with me. I'm getting my my PS5 from my uh, contact. Hopefully, comes through on Thursday. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I pre-ordered uh, Miles Morales on uh, physical copy because I'm old school like that. And uh, adorable. Yeah, um, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't normally buy it, but I am very intrigued by NBA 2K21. It looks so good, and people have it's getting pretty good reviews and stuff. And I am uh, so excited to see the highlight reel fuck ups of. People that look <laughs> yeah, that yeah. good turning into mush noodle men. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's all I'm excited for. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, Valhalla is getting good reviews. I loved uh, Origins and Odyssey. I don't know if I'm ready for another one 
mm-hmm. this moment, so I might well, wait Watch on Dogs it. Well, with Watch Dogs already, it's kind of like, do I want a what? huge open world thing? Uh, you know, Watch Dogs is not grabbing me. I'm going to stick with it for a little bit longer, but it's not grabbing me at the moment. What? Watch Dogs is so fun. I, You're playing it wrong. <laughs> I am well, playing we were, it wrong. We were talking a little bit uh, off air um, before this, and, and I am still going strong on it. Um, and I... <sighs> I, I finally yeah. recruited a guy so I can uh, well, not okay. use that there, terrible accent character. It took uh, you that long to recruit a guy. You, I well, because the first two guys died, wrong, but you are. Right. <laughs> it's like well, the you're first two Mario recruits Kurt died backwards. Uh, the first two recruits died while I was recruiting them. Uh, while, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a uh, that is a thing that happens. In that <laughs> uh, third time's a charm. Uh, so now I'm, I was doing the kind of boxing brawl stuff, and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, fun, it's fine. But it's yeah, yeah, it's not. It's a little It's super simple. I, I'm not blaming the game, though, because I, I know that I really haven't even started the game yet. I'm still so early that it's like, and I've heard the beginning is a little bit slow, so I'll stick with it. Um, but anyway, yeah. I heard some stuff that put my mind at ease about having fun in that game, because that's sort, of, that's sort of a worry I have about a game like that is like, okay, if I have too much fun, I'm going to get the bad ending, right? Like, I'm going oh, to kill yeah, all, the, yeah, yeah. all the nice people, and they're going to hate me, and then the game's going to end where I did the wrong mm-hmm. thing. But I... I I have heard that's not the case, and you can kind of just go hog wild. That's um, cool. Yeah, so. I don't. I don't think any of the second to second stuff has any impact. I I did do a mission that had a choice, like a very defined binary oh, choice, where I went either left or right and did thing A or B. And I'm assuming that's going to come back and, and be twisted around on me somehow. It's but. funny because like the story in that game is just does nothing for me like i don't care <laughs> yeah, at all yeah, I just, it is yeah. incredibly milk toast. i mean d- d- saying that is is just about the like kind of like tired sci-fi tropes things the writing in the game like the world construction with this like fascism thing obviously like a huge critique of current events yeah but um, it's i so think on is the really nose. good it's but so there on are the nose. S- there are some things that are very on the nose yeah uh, I said that was the last thing I want to talk about before the pitches, and we're you know uh, we're recording at night tonight, and so we're probably not going to do an after party, so we'll we're get in our, our discussion out. We just uh, lost, but, but just seventy because, percent of our listeners. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff, just because you said sci-fi tropes, uh, and this being the premier Mass Effect fan podcast, hell yeah! Oh we, yeah, I read about. Oh, we got to right. talk about the Mass Effect news. Okay. So uh, they are Jeff finally just, like, set his drink down because he doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spit take all over my ultra Um They they finally announced that they're bringing the remasters in a weird way, in like a blog post, which is it is you couldn't yeah, put a, something better together because they than that. they were doing a Zoom meeting with all the voice actors and actresses mm-hmm. uh, that really? same day, and I don't think they talked about the announcement. That's crazy. Like, no. why wouldn't you do it then or have? They like, were that's crazy. two completely separate pieces of news. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really really weird. weird. But uh, PC and next-gen console. So I will definitely be picking up the Mass Effect trilogy. Um, I hope it's just the trilogy, not the quadrigy on uh, PS5. No, no, it's, it's, it's the trilogy, and there's no multiplayer with Mass Effect 3, right. and it, and it is all the DLC. I never did any of the multiplayer. People anymore. loved yeah. it. It was, People it was fine. It. it was actually no, not bad. I, I know they um, did. Um, I did not partake. Here's the question. Well, one one other thing is they are doing another Mass Effect game, too, they said. Yes. Right. Um, yes. But here's my real question. Do you think they used any of our pitches? All, every last one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every last pitch we've ever pitched, including Action Man. Um, <laughs> how much oh of my a God. remaster is it going to be? Is it? It's just they were res. really weird about that. Yes, they were. It's not going to be a Blue Point remake like mm-hmm. 
Demon Souls or Shadow Colossus. But they did I say think, uh, new materials, Fantasy. new materials, new models, and new textures. That's about what they said. I I had read it was only a texture upres and a rendering upres. Um, but you're saying new models. Do you think I thought that's I like said a? That. Uh, I thought they said that in the blog post. Like, I just don't remember reading that. Is all. Listen, that game I'm expecting could look worse. And if like, but I want like, I just want them to tighten up them them frame rate. No, the just the gameplay in the first Mass Effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For sure. The first Mass Effect, I did have pretty rough frame rate though. The the first Mass Effect had the world. Like to me, it was all about the world, not the gameplay. Um, and I I remember I played one through on. I played it through two two and a half times and it's most enjoyable and easy because the gameplay just isn't that much fun scouring planets for shit just isn't that fun um but two and three like just like leaps and bounds better on the yeah, on the gameplay but less rpg mechanics i feel like yeah and that's the thing people like the first one because of that yeah, yeah. it's the rpg mechanics that i like because like i know the world now so mm-hmm. what, what what's gonna get me to go back there i don't know sure uh the other thing is uh the i Again, it goes back to how much are they remaking. The UI in Mass Effect 1 was pretty bad. Like the, the inventory management, which they cleaned up a lot for the second one, it was just really clunky to like, you had tons of junk in your inventory and you could only see like three things at a time and you had so many duplicates and it just was really bad. And I think at the time they had to do like, uh, they, had to, they had to master it for standard def as well because it was like so early in the 360s lifestyle. Oh, I that played like, that standard def first, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... They have to. They have to improve that. That that can't just be like, you know, ship it. You know. So I don't know. We'll I, see. I wonder. I. I. It's I gonna be a lot of work. Oh, it's always wor- tons of work. Like uh, you know, just taking. You know, a lot of people write off these kind of upreses, but just taking every single texture in in a game and making it look as good as possible is not easy, especially because of the the rendering thing. Like like you can take. Uh, something that looks really good in 480p, <laughs> you know, really good with air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you put that on 4K, and it doesn't matter how much you upres certain things. Like it's just never going to look good. You guys are full of shit. You grab textures, you put them through the a- the CSI enhance button, <laughs> yep, and they yep. look great. Yep, I agree. I stand corrected. Awesome. Well, let's move on to our pitches. Uh, I, I I didn't even say anything about when it's coming out. I guess we're just going to have to keep waiting for more news, right? There was like it was yeah. so vague. So yeah, it's going to be Probably a while. next year sometime. Everything's coming out next year. Uh, so let's move on to the pitches. Let's go to... I have one that will be a nice little segue. My my game is called From the Future. And it's just the Mass Effect trilogy? FTF. That's, that's right. Done. Wow. Um, okay, so, so uh, my game is going to be a mix between a little bit of Among Us, where it's like who's lying, who's telling the truth sort of thing, Um. And a little bit of like, I don't know, No Man's Sky, maybe. Uh, no Man's Sky meets Among Us. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, so the way that it works is uh, you have two groups of people. Uh, let's say like, I don't know how many players. Let's throwing a number out there, like eight. Okay. A group of people are the civilians that are just going about their daily lives. And then another group of two teams. So there's three teams total. Uh, the other guys come in. Imagine two like time travelers from the future show up uh, to current day and one of them is real and one of them is a fraud and the real one's like guys there's real important stuff you need to do the earth is going to end if you don't do this thing and the other guy 
is saying the same thing, but he's arguing for you guys to do something else. Um, so one's the way the game the truth and one is not. Mm-hmm. It's the exactly. classic bridge conundrum. It is exactly. Now here's the thing: the uh, the guy who's telling the truth, that player actually is from the future in this game world in that the game creates a procedural sort of future for him. So he's in this world, he's looking around, imagine like a no man's sky where everything's sort of procedural and randomized. And he's taking in information of like, oh, that's what buildings look like. Oh, okay, this that's what the government is right now. Oh, there's aliens or no, there's, there's robots, whatever. It doesn't, you know, any kind of sci-fi future, it's randomized. And then they go into like, you know, 2020. Uh, and they have to tell all these other human players, like they have to describe the future that they saw. And the other person who's fake has to pretend to do the same thing, but he has not actually seen this randomized, you know, computer generated future. Uh, and so they're both trying to get the humans in current day to do what they want. That's kind of, that's basically the germ of the idea. Okay. So, um, right off the bat, <clears throat> I think they should both know what the future is so that the lying guy knows what he's lying about. Okay. And I think it just should, he his goal should just be to like he wants that future like that's his future where he's you know Biff Tannen and he's in the right. tower and everything okay. right? yeah, he yeah, wants yeah. that to come out um, and the other person is I don't know, Marty, Marty McFly Marty McFly <laughs> <laughs> okay got it so whoever's got the life preserver that's it well here so what's the where's the conflict like how do you uh, convince people then if you're both telling the truth sort of then how do you no you're not the, both telling the truth because like. It's well, it, I, you'd be I telling think, the truth about the, what the future is, though. Right, right, right. So, so there is an agreement about the future. This is the, um, this is the classic like, um, he's the evil twin. I'm yeah. the I'm your friend, like yeah, shit yeah, yeah, him yeah, yeah. thing. Right. And I think that like, what's fun about that is, a lot of time in those situations, the evil twin or the doppelganger or whatever has some very basic information about the person they've copied or they like been copied yeah. from. And so there's like that surface level of, yeah, like this is like the, it could be either one. And then it's always like, okay, question, 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 question. And then eventually there's like one tiny thing that pops up. Um, and then, and then the people can make their choice. So right. I, I do think it works with both, with them both seeing the same future and just wanting different outcomes because like they both come from the future. It's like, guys, we have to stop this. Um, you know, like all these horrible things are going to happen and you have to do X, Y, and Z to do it. It's like, no, like all these horrible things are going to happen. You have to do um, A, B, and C to prevent it. And like, I don't know. Like, I, th- I think there's no, something interesting there, but the problem then becomes the civilians. Like how, how, how do yeah, they decide? That's who to believe? why I don't think it's going to work that way. Unless you, Matt, do you have a solution to that problem? Well, no, I, I, I think it's weird that you guys think that they both have to be telling the truth in this scenario. No, like, no, no, no. I'm saying well, one I, I has to make that. it up. Yeah, no, like, so yeah, exactly. So like if they both know the future and one mm-hmm. of them is benefiting from the future and the other one is not, the one who's not benefiting is going to Oh, be like, I see what you're saying. don't push that fucking button. It's a paradise. This, this dude is going to, screw everything and then the guy who actually is benefiting is gonna be like no 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 no. he's lying you're gonna want to push that button because it's the yeah. it's the ai comes online and it kills the robots and then we're good do that you know like okay. they can, he can still lie like there's no reason yeah, i see what you're lie. saying i yeah, see what exactly. you're saying that, that's pretty good the other thing that i the other element i wanted to throw out there was like um the guy who is telling you to change things like uh we need well, to they're both you know, telling you to change things right right uh let's Decide say they, something 
let's say the civilians agree. There's like a, a, a communal sort of like round table discussion. Like, okay, we are going to do this big thing. Uh, okay. Did that work? Now the time travelers are like, all right, great. I'll be back. <laughs> they go back to the future. <laughs> Perfect. They, they see it and they come back and they're like, yep, that was great. Okay. Next step. Got to do this. Or no, 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 that did not work. That was a disaster. We got it. So I think that kind of like loop all shows should exist. And it kind of makes the rounds then. And like it, it, it allows there to be more concise voting and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so originally I, in my mind, I wanted to really condense this down to that singular choice of press the button or don't press the button. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is, which I think is just like kind of a nice thing to latch onto as far as like, then it comes down to the debating and them talking about what's going to happen. Um, right. And then somehow there has to be like clues that they can unravel to figure out if they should press the button or not. But obviously, like, there's a time limit. It's impossible to get all the clues right. Um, but I also like this idea where um, somebody is giving information and it's it becomes a much more complicated, like, button sequence or something. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, okay, five, four, seven, seven, five, six, seven, six, five. Like, they only have, like, a really short amount of time to get their message across <laughs> for some reason. And then they have to push it in and... That way, it's sort of like, did we fuck up the sequence, or is that oh, the outcome interesting. you wanted? So it's almost like Among Us sort of discussion, who's lying, plus telephone, where yes. they may not have even understood you correctly. I think that's more interesting. That's pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, because then there's there's that little bit of like self doubt of like, and you know, everybody's gonna argue. Like, there's gonna be one guy who's like, no, my I have photographic memory. We put it down perp in like maybe they didn't. You know, like yeah. that's just how those. So you know. this is this almost becomes, and I I think maybe this distills the whole idea. Um, it almost becomes keep talking and no one explodes, but with like this time travel thing where yeah. maybe the one, per- maybe there's only one person in the future and they are trying to prevent whatever's happening, but they get 15 second videos that they can send back in time to this group of people. And then that's where the back and forth comes because they have to convey something important in a super short amount of time. Yes. And then the civilians get like one watch because of the way time travel works in the game. And so then on subsequent rounds, not only does that future person have to continue the instructions, if something went wrong, they have to like figure out how to correct it in a super short amount of time and then also keep them moving forward. I think there's something interesting there. That's cool. It reminds me of uh, 12 Monkeys where Bruce yeah. Willis goes back in time and then they like reconstructed an old answering ma- answering machine message, and it's like all garbled mm-hmm. and like cut out. Yeah, that, that's cool. I love I love the idea of like you know frequency. That movie Frequency, which I loved, it's like sending messages through time is is always a cool thing. Um, how so? How does that work with the conflicting messages? Do, yeah, so you, you I don't want to lose two, two players. See, the way I saw that specific version, there's only one person in the future. I think it's it's it it could become too confusing. Because, oh, confusion's you, what I'm after here. No, I mean, no, we want it to be. We want it to be. But, but like, what I'm thinking is like, okay, maybe, maybe you can review the videos as many times as you want, um, yeah. just to solve that issue. Um, like oh. to me, it's like, okay, if I believe person A or person B, it's almost arbitrary because is there enough information for us to go on? Like, how? The problem I want to solve right now is like. How do the civilians get more information about each person sending the messages? Sure, sure. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I I feel like we're just adding more and more wrinkles to this whole thing. But Great. you know, in Phasmophobia, where you you have the camera and you tell somebody to stay back and watch the feed in case there's like yeah. ghost orbs or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What if what if as I, I'm still kind of stuck on two players in the future, but I we yeah. can maybe work this with two with one. Um, there's a person in the future and they're trying to stop the robot uprising, right? And they mm-hmm. have a camera and they have like 20 seconds to record a video, and maybe the, even that's too much. And it is mm-hmm. their job to be like, okay, guys, look, this is this is me. Look out the window. They're, those are the robots. That's the yeah. building that made the robots. Yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. button seat. And they really ha- quickly have to get out this information. And then there's also this layer of like. As the players, the players are maybe trying to uh, decode the video somehow while they're playing. Mm-hmm, so like right. it's more and more garbled, and they can like clean it up somehow through like. I like work. that. That's cool. Um, um, yeah, it, I, it, I I love that uh, that visual of like, and and this is now feeling like it has to be VR because <laughs> that person in the future is like holding up their like future cell phone or whatever and like filming themselves like hey out the window like look at this and like see that behind me I'm a general like I oh, it's the, like I'm it's, the last of the military it's the thing we always try to do is like the asynchronous VR like the time travelers will be yeah, in yeah. VR and the civilians will be on like flat screen yeah that's right. I like that that's cool so the, um my my one worry about this method though and is you have this weird little section where somebody records a video for 20 seconds. And yeah. then you have this potentially longer section where they're just not doing anything while the other sure. players are trying what to if, decipher the video. What if Go there are, when you play this game, you only play as the civilians, but on the main menu, you can record as many of these future videos as possible. And it kind of gives you a script. And it's like, Hey, this is your objective this is where you are. This is the crisis. And so like at any time you can just record a bunch of these videos from the future. Uh, and, and then those just get placed randomly into people's games. So the actual gameplay, you're just playing as a civilian all the time. Oh my God. I just had a great fucking idea, <laughs> which again right. is just adding complications. Yes. Okay. The game starts like six players, right? And they're in a lab and there's mm-hmm. buttons and there's levers and there's shit and they have no information. Uh, yeah. So they maybe they fuck around with stuff, maybe they don't. But whatever happens at the end of the timer, one person has to go to the future. That person mm-hmm. goes to the future and sees what the timeline is. They <laughs> record a video and send it back. And then yeah. those people, they get this garbled ass video. They see what's going on. They try to do what they can, and then they have to send another person to the future. That per- and every time they send somebody to the future, whatever decisions they've made are changing the outcome of the future. Mm-hmm. And so like you're slowly moving your people from the past up to the future and then sending information back. That's cool. And, and re It's a great structure. Yeah, and re-watching how those decisions, and be like, okay, they we didn't get this part of the video. We don't understand what this means. So let's really try to clarify that part. And I think the takeaway is maybe you're only sending like five-second videos back, and it's like, like mm-hmm. the first video is going to be like, you need to press these buttons. You need to do this. You need to do that. Blah, blah, and, ah, shit, I don't, I don't have enough time. And so they do what they can and they go back and then they send somebody forward and they're like, okay, we, we think we got the button sequence. We think we got this. We think we got that, but we don't know what that last part was. We're only going to record that. And I think that way, this, this sort of like evolving puzzle that keeps getting yeah. sent back, but it's also mm-hmm. less minds are working on it. Like, because like, the, <laughs> right. like people in the past aren't able to, well, it, it changes from reaction to strategizing yeah. like, over the course of the game. And, and then that's the, interesting. Right. The people in the future should then just be able to watch what they're watching a quote unquote replay of what happened, but they're actually yeah, a just galaxy quest it ha- historical document. Yeah. But they're actually just watching <laughs> oh, yeah. it happen in real time. So at right. least that's then they're like kind of engaged. I like that a lot. I, I love this t- t- transfer of like 
more people to less people in the present and less people to more people in the future. Maybe like as the future people's population starts to grow of these scientists, they have new methods of sending back information. So the first guy Mm -hmm. is that garbled message. But by the time you get to like the sixth guy in the future, they can somehow work together to create a more sophisticated message back in time. So it's almost like two different types of puzzles happening. The first person goes to the future. They record a shitty message. The second person goes to the future. Now they can hold the television antenna just the right way. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's good. I love that. That's that's great. (laughs) I genuinely love that. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of like, whenever I'm doing like destiny raids, right. There's always like, a couple people who really know what they're doing, a couple people who kind of know what they're doing, and one guy who is just like, I haven't understood a thing you guys have said this entire raid. <laughs> yeah. I've just been hiding in the corner the whole time. And like, me. In, in the case that that person gets sent to the future first, like maybe mm-hmm. it's random, right? He gets sent to the future first and they're just like, guys, I've never done this before. Uh, I don't really, and then the, the video cuts out. Like that's all they get. <laughs> <laughs> that's and great. it takes everyone like 10 minutes to decode that piece of shit <laughs> yes, video. Exactly. It's like, oh, that Amazing. was a waste of time. All right, one I more like wrinkle. Yeah, I think this is about about done. Uh, one more wrinkle. Uh, one of your crew members is an old guy, and <laughs> it turns out that he was <laughs> sent to the past, and he's lived. He's Captain America, old Cap, coming back at the end of <laughs> Endgame. Having Tell us lived how to fix through... the future. No, I yeah. don't think I will. <laughs> Why? So, <laughs> narratively i love that mechanically yeah, what does that mean yeah what does it that's do? that's for our uh that's no for no, the, no 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 we, we take care out. of the mechanics they take care of everything else what is what does no, that I think mean they, i think they can get this one they can handle this one this is the, the ultimate cop-out for our, our podcast. Uh, yeah. I, like, i'm actually i'm not happy leaving listeners. it there i want to know i want to know <laughs> why why that person gets sent back how they get sent back like is it is it like if you've beaten a level, like if like let's say there's just like a okay. bunch of these different levels or something, you can join a game as like a veteran and you're like old cap in that. No, this is instance? this is what this is how I think it would work. Uh, okay. It randomizes the beginning, and if you are old cap, uh, you are given like a lot of relevant information. <laughs> old and cap. yeah, I mean that's the best way to say it. <laughs> uh, you are given tons of relevant information, like almost a dossier or something like that. You can like open up and read like basically the sports almanac equivalent you know Mm -hmm. and um i guess the problem is once the players in the game know what his role is like it'd be awesome the first time you play it because you don't know what the twist is only one guy knows what the twist is Mm -hmm. and it's like this that crazy old guy keeps telling us he knows this like should we believe him or not like i think that'd be fun but there's like no replay value there like once you figure out the old guy is old cap then the next time you play it won't work so I don't know how to solve that, but what if old cap is the one who's trying to sabotage everything. Okay. Not what if, bad. yeah. What if he, he has, yeah. Cause, cause there's the thing about old cap. That's, that's awesome. Is that he <laughs> that he's gave Captain up. America and he's old. Well, no, that's, I mean, him being Captain America is, is only the launching point. The cool thing is that he's decided that living a life with a person he loves is more important than all the crime fighting and, and world saving that he's done. Like that's why are you old Cap is the poignant. movie and just abandon our game right now? No, no, no. <laughs> but like, but the idea of the old cap mechanic being somebody who wants to sabotage it because they understand that life is meant to be lived, not stressed over well, like tomorrow. I mean, kind of thing. 
the better analogy is uh, Doc Brown at the end of Back to the Future 2. It's like, as soon as we fix this, I'm destroying this infernal machine. Like, that that sort of thing. Well, I, okay. I'm still not sold on this mechanic. I right, Here's well, the thing. If, he's the, if he is the saboteur and he's trying yeah. to sprinkle doubt throughout everything, mm-hmm. there's... There's so many, there's so many opportunities for them to just be like, no, that was a seven. No, that was that was this. No, you had to push that button forward. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's that just is natural, right? Um, sure. But what's happening is he never gets sent to the future. So as the past group is getting whittled down, they are also whittling down who is the potential saboteur. So maybe yeah. there is some sort of voting system, or you can just straight up pull out a gun and kill people. I think <laughs> voting system's probably better. That's probably why mm-hmm. they did it in uh, Among Us. But like. When it comes down to the last well, two people, they shoot you out into space, so it's like yeah, not yeah. much different. <laughs> yeah, but like the point is, like a single person can't just yeah, make yeah, a yeah, decision, right, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. So, like when it comes when it's three people left, one of them's the, the saboteur, and it's like, okay, we're, we kind of have a pretty good idea. Like in order to make to last that long, I feel like you have to be really, really good at uh, sabotaging the stuff, but still like acting dumb i guess yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, i get like basically yeah i think it has to just be a saboteur that you're given that information at the beginning uh it can't it can't really be old cap so yeah, otherwise I mean, everyone everyone just knows so right we have to, so along with this what if the saboteur had a way like like there's this number pad that we keep going to with this like button what if there's a way for them like to to actually like rewire it like what if there's this like mini game where you can open up the panel and you switch the wires so that oh. even if they put the right sequence in it becomes incorrect so if you can convince them it's just like hey like i'll like i i have a really good memory like let me put the numbers in like give me the give me the number pad station like i really think i could do this yeah and then while you're over there everyone's kind of like doing their own thing you open up the panel you switch like the five and the seven and the one and the six and now like no matter who puts anything in there unless they open the panel and realize that it's been rewired yeah which i think you should be able to fix wait no then no jeff you put the numbers can't. in wrong you can't fix it here's why this is this is fucking i think this is like time travel genius right here okay, okay. uh old cap gets a gets a couple minutes to go through and like sabotage a couple machines right and now mm-hmm. imagine specifically in among us there is remember the the uh the wire puzzle where you have to get the wires yeah. to the right colors well Let's say at the bottom, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And at the top, it's those numbers like jumbled up. And yeah. normally one goes to one, two goes to two. But Cap, old Cap goes in there and he thro- he like switches a couple of the wires. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you can even simplify it more than that. Uh, but then like that shit's like, like you can't, you can't fix it. Once the game starts, the people can't fix it. But what they can do is once somebody goes to the future, they go... The five and the six were switched. Those wires were switched. We got to fix it in the future and see what the new code is and send that code back for them to press. That's that's actually really, really good. It's good. Yeah, It's real good. All right, someone should make this. (laughs) Someone should definitely make this. I think someone Uh, should make this. That sounds fucking fun. From the future, uh, bridge crew meets someone. Don't keep talking. No one explodes. Plus, Among Us. Plus, I guess we kind of lost the No Man's Sky randomized future thing. It's more about... The communication back and forth. But, yeah, you know. it, the, the sequence to fix the future is what's random. Yeah, ends, right? exactly. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, well, uh, Jeff, it, it looks like you have a time-based thing here as well. Yeah, and I, I don't know if we've done something exactly like this. I know we've done some things kind of like this. Um, but I had the idea this week of um, 
having a clockwork world that was essentially player created. We need a supercut of how many times Jeff has said clockwork world. <laughs> it's yep. in the dozens. Uh, it tens of dozens is, is definitely up there. Um, I was, I was, so the way I envision this and, and let me just like walk you through a few turns, um, is if you take the idea of Hitman, um, the uh, agent 47, uh, spawns into this world and he's got to go kill this person. And so he walks up to this person and he assassinates them. Um, then Agent 47 spawns into the same world and like all the movements are recorded and he has to ensure that his first self can assassinate that person. But when the second Agent 47 pops in, like some sort of antagonist also spawns in and they're trying to stop them. So essentially it's this kind of um, like web of... Okay, um, you know, Agent 1 goes and kills this person. Agent 2 comes in. He stops the bad person, and he makes sure that Agent 1 can kill this person. Agent 3 comes in, and it goes all the way around. And I want to do 12 instances um, because I have this, like, whole Terminator visual in my head where, like, at the start of every round, um, you know, there's, like, the ball of lightning, and they pop in. Um, But since the round starts over every time, you end up, like, being able to see all of your past selves spawn in at the same time. Um, but you also see this antagonist spawn in. And uh, so, like, one of the questions is, is this an AI antagonist? Or even better, probably, is it another player? And you're like, uh, one player is protecting this person, the other person is trying to assassinate them. Um, but you go 12 rounds in this idea. So uh, I was kind of calling it, like, Hitman meets Super Time Force Ultra. Um, time killers. <laughs> killing time. <laughs> are hardly working, am I right? Didn't isn't this a game? Isn't there is something? This a game? There's something really similar to this that yeah. I saw. It was it's it's like a multiplayer game. God, how the hell did that work? I think it's a multiplayer game, and you have like a yes, couple. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, fuck yes. And you r- you something. run in, you try to kill the other person, and then time resets. You run in, yeah, and then you have you can like, I think you can stop if you got killed. You can stop the AI from killing your past self. Or you can get the other person's current. So, like, I never played it. I don't know even know if it even came out. I don't think it's out yet. It's called something Limitless Gate, something like that. I'm, sorry, I'm googling it now. This it's this like does the, sound really similar it's, to. It's the what? weirdest title. Um, Luminous Gate. Nope. Lemnis Gate. L e m n i s. Lemnis Gate is a tactical multiplayer FPS about manipulating oh, over God. five I, turns. I, yeah. Oh, see, my my idea is already better. I have twelve turns. Amazing. Uh, take place in a 25-second time loop. Uh, master unique abilities of varied cast. So it's like a hero shooter. Uh, Jeff, you've done it again. Jeff, I love but- it when you tell the future. No, the, the, the difference between what this is is multiplayer shooter, whereas you are talking about a Hitman single-player clockwork world right. thing. So it's, it's a little different. I get that. But um, it's kind of the same. <laughs> it, it is really similar, and I was worried yeah. about this. But I think, like... The idea of I don't think doing this is the, the game I was thinking of, by the way. I think there's another one. There's there is another one actually. I don't know the name of that one, but that one is a mech game where you are uh, messing with timelines. It's almost like uh, John Wick Hex has timelines of players' movements. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's this one and that that are kind of similar. That one like looks also nuts. 
I'm not either. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Hold on, I need to watch the trailer um, to see this. I mean, Sorry, in, in my mind, there's there's no time limit. Like it essentially goes until either the target dies or the hitman dies um, each round, and so like the, the duration is is kind of constantly in flux. Um, and it like the important thing is like at least one hitman needs to kill the target um, in order for the hitman to win. Um, by the end of the 12 rounds. Otherwise, the person defending them, the bodyguard, wins. Right. Okay, Lemnus Gate was the one I was thinking of, just to clear that up a little bit. Okay. Um, right. Yeah, no, I like... Uh, so, um, I wasn't paying attention to what you just said, because I was looking at the <laughs> that's, that's, that's. I was reiterating it, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, explaining why my idea is different and better. No, that's fair. Um, is I, I, You were kind of putting into question whether or not this was multiplayer or AI was as the opponent right yeah originally because hitman of course is like everything's ai yeah um and this was loosely inspired by forza's drivatars because i i watched uh or i might have even rewatched it um i watched a video on uh ars technica about how they did uh like all the crazy like programming and um just like intellectual construction they did to get drivatars to work in forza it's really really interesting yeah, it's cool. um but i was thinking about that and about like learning from human behavior and like simming out like multiple paths at the same time because like this was something that forza does when you load into a race it's actually running simulations for all the ai on that course with like whatever current cars they have um and then yeah, you, you know you do watch, it in real time so that's watching that this, video sorry I was going to say, watching that video, I realized, because I assumed a lot of the driver tar was faked. Mm-hmm. I was not uh, aware how much it was actually real. It's yeah. kind of impressive. It's an amazing video. Um, yeah. Do we but, know what uh, that video was? Yeah. I mean, I have it in my in my YouTube. I can look at right, it. All right. Well, let's, let's put it in the, was, we'll put it in the show notes. That was what sparked the inspiration for this idea was because, like, just the complexities of that. But I was thinking, like just like in Forza, just like in any any game, when you add purely human elements to it, it becomes infinitely more complex and infinitely less predictable. And and obviously, like, there's a huge difference between a single-player experience and, and even a one-on-one multiplayer experience. But I think that there's, there's enough here that we could play with where having, like, a one-on-one match would, would make sense. Yeah, I was thinking one on one, but like if you wanted to do like the drivatar thing, I think the the uh <clears throat> the assassin should be the AI. And it should be your job to try to f- suss out who the assassin actually is. So, okay, I just fucking cool. got a crazy idea for this drivatar thing. What if you always plays the bodyguard, the hitman is AI, but the hitman is an AI that's learned from you being the bodyguard. Interesting. Oh. So it's it's kind of like this, like what we were talking about before, about like you know yourself and your doppelganger, and in this case, your doppelganger is AI trying to kill the target you're sent to protect, uh, which again kind of plays into the whole Terminator inspiration as well. Um, so there's like one game where you assassinate people, and then there's another game where you assassinate yourself, basically. Like you basically have one game that is Hitman. Yes, but you play twelve rounds, and you're either trying to ensure the target's safety or ensure the target's death depending on which side you're on. So here's the thing. If I'm if I'm playing the Hitman game, 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it a point to go, okay, I'm going to run to the courtyard every single time. I'm going to turn in 15 circles and then I'm going to go kill him. And then when I go to guard mode, I'm just going to go, okay, who's, where's the idiot turning around in 15 circles? No, 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 no. no. You're, you're not <laughs> playing both of them. You're playing one of them. But yeah, you just and said it's your, it's based on you. It's a drive avatar based on you. Like it needs that was, data. That was like the single player version. Yes. Well, yeah, that's what I'm, I, I, I see what you're saying. You want to cheese the neural network. <laughs> Yeah, to thinking that you need to run in circles every in this courtyard every time. Yeah, because like, what's the benefit of me trying to outsmart myself? It's you know it's it's the first level of Fahrenheit for fifty one. It's not the right then, game. Nope. Uh, I think, I think it's just called, called Fahrenheit. I think it's just, I think called, it's just Fahrenheit. called Fahrenheit. It was called yeah, yeah, Fahrenheit. Yeah. Fahrenheit. It was called Fahrenheit in one country and something with a yeah. p in another country yeah yeah it was the david it was david cage's game like it was the heavy before heavy rain anyway oh, okay. the first level you played the serial killer killing someone in like a, a restaurant indigo in the second prophecy. level indigo prophecy in the mm. second level you play the detective trying to find it but like you already know what you did it was really weird <laughs> It's. I mean, I I respected it, but like, it didn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, I was like, well, am I supposed to like pretend I don't know what's going on right now? <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't know yeah, what anyway. it wanted from me. Like, there's probably a way to see do that, that would have right? worked if you played the detective first and then played the serial killer, and you knew what the detective was going to find. So, as a serial killer, you could work around like no. But then, that what evidence. if you what if you purposely try that's to a, fuck that's up a time uh, paradox? Yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, that's, okay, that's so the same I, thing we're talking about here, though. Right, like, so it doesn't work if you're fighting yourself, <laughs> yeah, is what yeah, we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably can. I just, I think I think it has to be less strict, like, recording your emotions and more about, like, you know, there's multiple stages to killing this person, right? And the, the Or multiple objectives, maybe. And the order in which I go about doing those things and maybe the disguises that I wore and the people that I talked to, mm-hmm. those get recorded, but my AI person... Um, more or less follows like the standard AI route, right? It, it doesn't. Well, yeah, because the it's just like the drive guitars, right? Like it's not actually copying your performance from a track; it's learning how you drive, right? So maybe, maybe every, it just doesn't. Using my data just doesn't make sense. I guess so. Maybe you're you're um. So again, like to kind of take this, like either always being the bodyguard or always being the hitman. I think it's more interesting to be the hitman, honestly. Um. Maybe the bodyguard is like the drive avatar of your friend's hitman or something like that. Hmm. I don't know. We could just like drop the whole. I mean, you're kind of like it seems like because it feels kind of like forced. Yeah, I think so. I don't get the huge benefit out of it. I would rather it be like not asynchronous. It's me as a bodyguard versus somebody else as a hitman. Yeah, and they have like I like the idea of I don't know. Could you like set set a course of like, okay, I want to walk over to this room. And you, so you like click on that room and then you, because what I, what I want to avoid is people moving like players move, right? Like right. Where they're not following yeah. these obvious AI paths. And so like I set a course to do there. And so I don't have to worry about like, you know, spinning around on accident and giving myself away. And then you mm-hmm. like, but like the, the guard, they move like a player more or less. So, mm-hmm. because they're not trying to hide from anybody. Um, and so, you get these more like tense situations where the guard goes walking by and you're like, Oh shit, don't figure out that it's me. Like there, I guess maybe in that case there should be some sort of tell, like maybe they can piece together like what you're wearing or, you know, features like, you know, skin color or hair color or, you know, anything that they can piece together somehow to figure out 
who or what you are. Maybe they can run around and talk to people and find out like, yeah, there's a guy acting really weird. He was wearing a purple suit, which might be a bad that's, choice on the player's part. But that's where the uh, the 12 rounds, I think, can come in because you can start to see maybe a pattern in behavior. Oh, I totally and... forgot you had this time loop mechanic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because otherwise, it's just multiplayer Hitman, and that's that's already that's not a thing like that we need to talk about on the show because it's know. it's pedestrian. I but I mean, yeah, it hasn't happened yet, so we could talk about it. But no, I get it. Uh, we're, we we did stray from the original sort of idea. I forgot there was a time loop. But but Matt, <laughs> I I like what you're saying because like like let's say let's say there is a time limit per round, right? Like let's say you have one minute, um, and Maybe there's like some sort of like Overwatch mechanic where maybe on that first round you do you like you you go into the mansion where your target is, but you just hang out in the ballroom and you initiate like Overwatch or whatever on that character. And then when you come in the second uh, time loop, like you actually scare the target and they like run into the ballroom and then that Overwatch triggers and like you actually That's kill them cool. from the past. And that way, as the hitman, you can kind of orchestrate events. And that keeps it more interesting for the bodyguard because the bodyguard isn't necessarily just like, you know, racing to find you. They're also trying to like figure out what kind of machinations you're constructing to get the target. Sure. And in that scenario, are we talking about single player, the killer's AI? No, no. This was. I, I, th- I think we have to go one v one multiplayer okay. on this. Okay. Oh, yeah. Got it. Um, I was also thinking, you know, if you're doing this time loop, it's like the. Uh, the bodyguard's trying to figure out who you are because once they have that information, they can kill you every time. Right. Um, right. So once they correctly identify and kill you in a match, that match goes to the bodyguard. But well, no. Be, well, that maybe that round does, but like, there's a full. No, I, I think the bodyguard once they've identified you and they killed you, like they're just gonna do it every time because they know who you are. Um, I think that's where the hitman's like, like manipulation stuff starts coming well let me let me get at what i'm getting at okay yeah sorry um so the the flip side of that is as the uh as the hitman you know you're on a time limit you're you're gonna loop at the end of you know i don't know five ten minutes or whatever five that's probably a long time because it's like you got like 12 yeah i was thinking one minute or or something like so like you his job or their job is to optimize their path and like find you know i gotta I got to go get a key so I can unlock this door so that I can talk to that person. And like, I, I think as these loops are happening, you kind of get into a live, die, repeat thing where you're seeing the same things happen every time. And so is the bodyguard. And so they might have these moments where they're like, go in this room. I see those people, blah, blah, blah. And then one time he goes in there and he sees like a new person altogether. And that's his like, oh shit, is that the guy? Or did is that something that the other guy? Well, keep in mind that they made. One of the like cores to my pitch is that your hitman is there every like every loop is represented. So at the end of the oh, right. match, there are twelve hitmen. That's where the the stuff comes in. Um, and I wonder if you need tw- or maybe twelve is too many. Maybe it's six. But like I wonder if it is a little asymmetrical. Maybe there's just like the hitman or the bodyguard in the present. And so like. At the beginning, they're trying to identify one person, but by the time they get to the end, like let's say there's six rounds, then like they have to protect the target from six different versions of you and whatever stuff you get. And I think that works into what you said, Matt, where like as soon as they can identify you and kill you, like it breaks the time continuum and then they win. 
Yeah. Because it does get harder as it goes on, but it also becomes easier for them to identify you. Time is tough. Time is time's tough. Time's tough. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure out what a single round looks like and like what does the twelfth round looks like twelve hit men. I, th- I think now that we're saying it out loud, twelve is too many. Sure, but like even like six or whatever, all scattering in different directions, like I guess they just have six things that they have to, or maybe three things that they have to accomplish, and that gives them three lives to fail. Right, because you're talking about like getting in a door. Like if 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 round one, I find the key and I open the door, now the next five of me can get through that door because I've opened it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you are kind of progressing each round. But then the 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 guard can kill the the guy going through the door. Right, like he can, he can, he can make sure you never got through the door in the past. Like, I, I guess I'm just trying to figure out how that stuff reconciles. Where you had an objective cleared, and then he killed you in the past, and now like you don't have that objective cleared anymore. So now you have to go back. But he's just going to know to like guard that door now. Right, and that allows it, you in in the second round to just take a completely different route. Like maybe that's part of it. Like, okay, I I'm I'm juking through time <laughs> to get the think, bodyguard to go one way, and I'm going to go the other. And I think that's good. And that the, if we rip off the Lemnus gate idea of you have like 10 seconds to do whatever you want to do, then that makes that juking more possible. It's like, okay, I've kind of lured him over to do this to try to stop me, knowing that in the future, that wasn't even my plan. That was like a feint. And now I'm going to go around the back or whatever, you know? I guess if you yeah. do make it this like really fast paced, like I'm, I was imagining, not really fast paced, but like fast paced enough where it's like, I need to get through this door, right? So I'm going to send my first guy to the door. He's going to get the door open and then like he's going to get sniped in the head by the guard. But my second guy, he's kind of going to use that first guy as, yes. a, as a as a human shield to get through the door. Right? Exactly. And that's, maybe that is how you start stacking these people. And like, Right. Yeah. I think yeah. that's good. That's real good. The other game we were, I was trying to find this the whole time was called Phantom Brigade. So there's Lemniscate and Phantom Brigade are the two games that deal with this the phantom brigade one is mechs that are like there's tons of timelines and things going on but yeah uh google it check it out it's a a very cool trailer it's not out yet neither of those are out yet but uh yeah someone should make this someone should make it fast because there are two competing games coming out. there's a lot of games coming out like (laughs) so so much of this you can't throw a rock without hitting one absolutely (laughs) i mean i was i was trying to find the game we were talking about and like dozens of time travel games Um, yeah uh, very cool. Well, uh, we're running a little long, so uh, Matt, we'll have to wait for your awesome idea for next week. Uh, I know that you got one, just you can't wait to get out. Right? Uh. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, let's move on to Recos for today. Um, I watched a movie on Netflix called His House, which may not be the best recommendation because apparently it's like on the top 10 Netflix, so I, probably a lot of people have seen it. But if you haven't seen it, it's uh, this... African film about uh, these refugees that have moved into uh, moved to London or in England somewhere, and it's it's a very grounded human tale about sort of like you know refugees and immigrants and that sort of thing, uh, with an undercurrent of supernatural horror. It's very much like The Sixth Sense, where the drama is really what's great about it, and then all the ghosts just make it you know, elevate, you know, elevate it into this sort of scary world. So it's, it's, it's very cool. It's the, it's like, I believe it's a first time director and I was pretty blown away by the craft of the movie. Like it's so well-made, so well-directed, incredible visuals. 
There's a couple moments where I personally think they took the ghosts a little too far and made them a little too stereotypical. But other than that, I think it's an awesome movie. It's called His House on Netflix. That's awesome. I thought you were talking about a documentary until you said ghosts, and then I got really confused for a second. Uh, Jeff, you should be confused. You are the biggest Ghost Hunters fan. Documentary and ghosts should not feel (laughs) weird to you at all. (laughs) I guess you're right. Um, I managed to scrape together a reco in the time that you were explaining that reco. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a Netflix baby show. Yoda. Ba- buy a baby Yoda. No, it's called how to with John Wilson. Have you guys heard of this? I yes. So. I watched it. It's crazy. It's it, crazy. I'll it's, I, sh- talk. Yeah. I should mention, uh, it's not for kids. It, it's like, <laughs> it, it gets pretty dirty at times. It, uh, there's like straight up murder scenes that you see sometimes like not like bodies or anything, but like blood all over the ground and cops putting up tape and stuff um there's dicks there's dicks um that's what, that's what that was the dirty part i was referring to it's only three episodes but are there more coming out i don't actually know yes because i when i watched it there was only two episodes so oh, okay. they're airing them uh staggered so i've only seen the first two so basically uh, second, yeah uh I, I, was, I, was, I was let's get what it is out first uh yeah. nathan fielder is one of the producers of this show oh hell yeah so that's, that's you, all you need to know nathan <laughs> really for you if you know nathan for you if you like nathan for you definitely watch this it is it is a very awkward guy everything is shot from his point of view from a camera and basically you get the sense that this is like it feels like a film student had to scrape together yes something in like three hours right and it's, they had all this footage and they just tried to make an episode out of it yes and that's it sounds horrible but that's why the show is good it's so funny and like this guy just like he lands on these this like just he just lands on gold every once in a while like how did he get footage of this like he must have been filming random new york shit for months stop right yeah like uh an example of this is like he, <laughs> the the episodes always start off like about one thing and completely turn into like something <laughs> yeah. else. Like the second, like the 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 third episode is is called uh, "How to Improve Your Memory," and it turns into a like the Mandela effect plays a huge role <laughs> on how people like don't remember stuff, right? Um, and like just like the the paths, like these weird weaving paths through different narratives and like different like everything's like he acts like there's this like profound story being told <laughs> but there's yeah. not really like but it's just <laughs> it's vague like, enough that you could probably work one out in your head like it's but like re- so, but sometimes it kind of is like that's what i mean the, like the scaffolding episode the episode two was actually like really interesting but not on and- purpose <laughs> no <laughs> is, it, is it like that thing where you just cut a bunch of video footage and you put it to a, a music track and like some of it lines up sometimes and sometimes kind it of, doesn't. kind of and then like it's almost like there, there's actually like a jackbox game right where right like a new one where one person is randomly grabbing pictures and prompts and the mm-hmm. other person has to give a speech of that and so he'll be talking about like this is how this is a good way to improve your memory and then the camera will cut and it like uh, just i don't know like it'll be like a murder scene and he's like and make sure you don't murder your memories like it just feels like like right <laughs> yeah. in the moment yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to tie these things together <laughs> yes and his delivery, <laughs> so and, and like you, I think you did a good job, like right there, because a part, a big part of the show is the way he narrates. It very <laughs> much seems like he doesn't know what he's going to say next. And it's, <laughs> kind it's, of that, it's, uh, it's was so it an funny. SNL Kyle Mooney? Is that his name? Um, where he kind of has this like, like uh, put on amateur, like a little bit persona. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, the, definitely that whole thing. I, like even I do it as a joke, where like you kind of you pretend like you have no idea what you're talking mm-hmm. about. It's it's like there's a lot of that going on. 
This um, sounds awesome. I'm just so impressed with the balance. Like I'm just impressed with the balancing act that he pulled off. Like yeah. any like any small thing, one way or the other, different, and it would just be like a disaster <laughs> because <laughs> the show is like nothing. <laughs> it is absolutely nothing. I don't understand why it works, but it works so well. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's once cool. again, that is called How to with John Wilson, and that is on HBO Max. HBO Max. I said Netflix. Uh, Danish cut my voice yeah. and put Netflix. <laughs> Wait, what? HBO Max. I, I, I said Netflix on accident when we first started. Oh, it's on yeah, HBO. Yeah. HBO yeah. Max. You got to give him a clean HBO Max. HBO it's Max. It's all staying in. That was good. All right, Jeff, what's your record? <laughs> yeah, uh, so just to touch back on what I was talking about before, that uh, Forza video is called How Forza's Raising AI Uses Neural Networks to Evolve, and it's on uh, Ars Technica War Stories series. Um, but my yeah. reco this week, um, for those of you who, who checked out and liked Ultimate Beastmaster, by Sylvester Stallone are going to love this one. It's Everybody called Hyperdrive <laughs> by Charlize Theron. What? And it is it is Ultimate <laughs> Beastmaster with cars. What? Yeah, so if you're a fan of 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 uh especially drifting but just like like crazy car tricks and like agility and just like really high level driving. It's like the uh, Furiosa is, show. Say again? It's the Furiosa show. Yeah, it's like the Furiyoshi Furiosa nope, show. Furiyoshi. Um, uh, Matt and, and it, it Baby has... Yoda's eyes have just lit up. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's got Rucker Howard. Is that his name? No, uh, he's from dead. Top Gear. Uh, and uh, Flores Lava. Okay. Uh, what's his name? Um, I just had it up and then I, I went off. But anyway, um, so it's got the Top Gear uh, Flores Lava guy as one of the hosts, and um, it's. Uh, it's really entertaining. The driving is crazy. I don't watch a lot of like drifting. Rutledge Wood, that's his name. So wait, uh, real quick, is this a competitive show? Yes, it is. Okay, so they're so competing on racetracks. Right, for... there is a course. So every okay. episode, they kind of change the course up, kind of like an Ultimate Beastmaster. How season to season, they'll change it up, um, and they have to take their own personal like tuners and run this track as fast as they possibly can and there's like mm. um like drifting challenges there's um like uh ascension and descension challenges there's a, a lot of like water challenges there's this one section where they have to drive through a like a flooded parking lot but there is a uh, a single track in like under the water and the rest of it is actually like lowered by three feet. So if you go off the track, you'll like fall into the water and they have uh, like highway reflectors, like in between lanes marking the track that they have to drive. So they have to go through this water as fast as they can without stalling their engine, like watching these reflectors to stay on the track and not like fall off. It, it sounds stupid and it's kind of dumb, but like, it's also awesome. Yeah, no, it sounds like the uh, old Top Gear, like racing the Stig. You know, it's it's the t- now. Are these professionals? Are these amateurs? Are they celebrities? These are amateurs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Charlize so Theron I, is so in I the first episode or second episode. Um, Hell but yeah. she doesn't. It's kind of like Sylvester Stallone and Beastmaster, where he's there for the first episode and then is never there again. I mean, you keep <laughs> referencing Beastmaster, like we know what you're talking. Yeah, about. it's like you know the, the, old, the old family favorite Beastmaster. Uh, uh, Beastmaster I just, I, is essentially, uh, and I know th- this I is know, a hot take, a better version of American Ninja Warrior. And we've lost all our listeners. Insane. Um, <laughs> Insane. 
Matt, Matt, you posted this on Twitter recently. I want to see you uh, dressed up as Elliot with Baby Yoda in your on your bicycle <laughs> running this course. Hell yeah! I think Wait, it'd be, that'd be awesome. Me or yeah, Jeff? You. Oh, no, me you. with my absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah. We should just set that up for next year's uh, just uh, oh, charity. Shit. Yeah, we have to. We have to. No, we I'm not. To. No, no, we have to. We have to do a ridiculous. Uh, Listen, I am not race. putting my baby in danger. If you want me to ride my bike, <laughs> well, that's fine. No, that's true. We'll have to get a uh, less expensive baby Yoda. To a stunt oh, I, got, Yoda. I got like a four stunt more, so it's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, that was uh, a lot of great recommendations there. Um, and that will do it for this week's episode of Someone Should Make This. Thanks for listening. You can always tweet at us at, at Make This Podcast. And it would help us out if you gave us a rating on iTunes. Also, check out our Twitch channel, our YouTube channel, our, our Twitter, our Instagram. All those things are called Someone Should Make This. Uh, but if you have, have any good comments, VODs on there. Got some good, good extra life VODs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you have any comments, a game idea of your own, or think one of our ideas already exists, you can email us at someone should make this podcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you to Mariachi Entertainment System for letting us use their music for our theme song. You can hear more of their music at mariachimes.com. <laughs> Until next week, someone should make it. Ah, oh, uh-huh. you son uh, of gotcha. a bitch. Gotcha.